0: A monk there was, a fair for the maestry, An outrider that loved Veneri, A manly man, to be an abbot able, Full many a dainty horse had he in stable. And when he rode, men might his bridle hear, Jingling in a whistling wind as clear, And ache as loud as doth the chapel bell there as this lord was keeper of the cell. Chaucer. Notwithstanding the occasional exhortation and chiding of his companion, the noise of the horsemen's feet continuing to approach, Wamba could not be prevented from lingering occasionally on the road, upon every pretense which occurred. Now catching from the hazel a cluster of half-ripe nuts and now turning his head to leer after a cottage maiden, who crossed their path. The horsemen, therefore, soon overtook them on the road. Their numbers amounted to ten men, of whom the two who rode foremost seemed to be persons of considerable importance, and the others their attendants. It was not difficult to ascertain the condition and character of one of these personages. He was obviously an ecclesiastic of high rank. His dress was that of a Cistercian monk, but composed of materials much finer than those which the rule of that order admitted. His mantle and hood were of the best Flanders cloth, and fell in ample and not ungraceful folds around a handsome, though somewhat corpulent, person. His countenance bore as little the marks of self-denial as his habit indicated contempt of worldly splendor. His features might have been called good, had there not lurked under the penthouse of his eye that sly epicurean twinkle which indicates the cautious voluptuary. In other respects his profession and situation had taught him a ready command over his countenance, which he could contract at pleasure into solemnity, although its natural expression was that of good-humoured social indulgence. In defiance of conventual rules, and the edicts of popes and councils, the sleeves of this dignitary were lined and turned up with rich furs. His mantle secured at the throat, with a golden clasp, and the whole dress proper to his order as much refined upon, and ornamented as that of a Quaker beauty of the present day, who, while she retains the garb and costume of her sect, continues to give to its simplicity, by the choice of materials and the mode of disposing them, a certain air of coquettish attraction, savouring but too much of the vanities of the world. This worthy churchman rode upon a well-fed, ambling mule, whose furniture was highly decorated, and whose bridle, according to the fashion of the day, was ornamented with silver bells. In his seat he had nothing of the awkwardness of the convent— but displayed the easy and habitual grace of a well-trained horseman. Indeed, it seemed that so humble a conveyance as a mule, in however good case, and however well broken to a pleasant and accommodating amble, was only used by the gallant monk for travelling on the road. A lay brother, one of those who followed in the train, had for his use on other occasions one of the most handsome Spanish jennets ever bred in Andalusia, which merchants used at the time to import with great trouble and risk for the use of persons of wealth and distinction. The saddle and housings of this superb palfrey were covered by a long footcloth which reached nearly to the ground, and on which were richly embroidered mitres, crosses, and other ecclesiastical emblems. Another lay-brother led a sumpter mule, loaded probably with his superior's baggage. And two monks of his own order, of inferior station, rode together in the rear, laughing and conversing with each other, without taking much notice of the other members of the cavalcade. The companion of the church dignitary was a man past forty, thin, strong, tall, and muscular; an athletic figure which long fatigue and constant exercise seemed to have left none of the softer part of the human form having reduced the whole to brawn bones and sinews which had sustained a thousand toils and were ready to dare a thousand more his head was covered with a scarlet cap faced with fur of that kind which the french call mortier from its resemblance to the shape of an inverted mortar